Hey, what's going on? In uh, today's podcast, we sit down with Crewmel Bellissimo. I would describe him as a metaphysics Muay Thai crew. He is a man that has dedicated his life to helping people through Muay Thai and MMA. He was a martial arts school owner in Toronto, had a son, and decided to move to Ottawa to continue sharing his love for Muay Thai. Then the pandemic happened. So we all know what happens to gym owners all across this country during the pandemic and their gyms. So he decided to pivot, started his own clarity coaching company where he gets to share his passion for helping people by working with them one-on-one so that they can finally live the life they want to. As always, we can be found on all platform at Podcast RJL. So like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Nico Lagan. Peace. We're sitting here. I'm not even sure where we are. We're somewhere in Ottawa. I'm not even sure. I just followed my GPS. I, we're sitting with Crew Mel. What's going on, man? What's up, champ? How you doing? Ah, uh, man. Life is beautiful. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Yeah, man. It's my fourth podcast. And you know what I'm doing after? I'm meeting a girl for a date and we're going to play virtual golf. Nice. I have my golf clubs in my car. <laughs> what the hell? It's, I'm looking forward to it. I used to golf a lot. It's going to be awesome. What a trunk, eh? Podcast stuff and golf stuff. I have an SUV just because I live in the woods and I put my seat back and all of my trunk is full. I look like a bum. I literally, <laughs> my car looks like a damn bum, but hey, it is what it is. I'm enjoying every step of it, so it's all good. The journey's wonderful, right? I totally agree with you. Um, so I think you and I would have met under, uh, I think the first time I met you was at one of Ajahn Suchart's, uh, you know, the party that he made for the king's birthday. Of course. Those, uh, sparring sessions. That's right. Yeah. yeah I think demo I fight. Yeah, demo yeah, fight. Demo fight. But yet I've been as battered in those fights as I've been in any other fights. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, absolutely. Uh, that was many years ago. Uh, yeah. We're getting old. We're getting old, man. Look, <laughs> I got white hair, man. I got a white beard. Yeah, we're getting old, but such is life, right? Yeah, but I, I feel I am, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this age. Yeah, I'm enjoying being a little older. I mean, I wish I had the body of a twenty year old. Yeah, you and me both, <laughs> right? Actually, ah! <laughs> there you go, man. I don't have the face, but I have the body. Yeah, see, I, uh, I don't have the face or the body. No, no, but I, I feel really great. I, I think that uh, there, it, it goes along with uh, an equation that was told to me many years ago that as you get older, you develop something called wisdom, and wisdom is knowledge experienced. Yeah, and that's the true value of a man, right there. So the true value of a man is with the knowledge and the experience and the self-worth, the self-understanding, should I say, not self-worth. Yeah, I think that a lot of people can read a book. I think that living what's in the book and putting in, into practice what you've read in the book is is what's called wisdom. Yeah, understanding that book. Not a lot of people understand what they read. <laughs> that's right. I think that's another big problem that we're having because there's a lot of good books out there. Mm. And I read classics. Like I like 100 years old. Like I've read... I don't know if you read The Prince from Machia- uh, Machiavelli. 
I mean, I know of, of it. I yeah, uh, haven't read it myself, but. But it's 300, 400 years old. It's very humbling to read something that still matters today. Of course. That was written when they were literally wearing dresses. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, when you think about it. It's true. To them, totally fashion, true. you looked like you were wearing a dress. Yep. So. But the meanings were powerful. Oh man, but those were real men. Although they were wearing, uh, those are the type of guys that seen some shit. Yep. They're not the type of person that lived in their apartment watching Netflix and playing video games. I can guarantee you that those yes, guys sir. were men. That's yeah, true. How do you, um, how are you taking the transition from owning Lana and being a crew there to now meeting weird guys and, second floor offices in Ottawa. <laughs> How are you taking the transition? Yeah, you know, uh, Nico, I got to tell you that the, the transition, you know, is is actually not that uncommon. Yeah. Uh, I, I think earlier we were speaking of, of a guy even like Hicks and Gracie, that yeah. if, you, if you speak yep. to him, he'll talk to you about Kabbalah or Kabbalah, yeah. and he'll talk to you about breathing exercises and meditation yeah. and, and the importance of eating healthy. The, the transition of understanding how to move the body in a in, in in mastering how to move the body and then understanding that the true journey is the journey of self uh, i think that i think that the 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 the, the switching from muay thai uh, to uh, metaphysics to life coaching yeah uh, it is actually not a not a, a far transition you know um i've been very blessed i've had a wonderful muay thai career as a as a school owner yeah. and then as a teacher um, I got to meet a lot of great people, um, friends like Jean-Charles Skarbowski, who yeah. is a character. The in crazy itself, Frenchman. But just a, a, all heart. I mean, I really, really love that guy, man. He's awesome. The skit he did on The Ultimate Fighter <laughs> is still the best cl two-minute clip of The Ultimate Fighter series as a whole. The dude comes in drunk. Starts kicking people asses, knees to the body where they're just like, bruh, they just collapse. But the speech that Josh Champion had. Okay, guys, <laughs> this is one of my coaches, but he's special. <laughs> he does not live the way we do. He's lived in Thailand for a long time. Yeah. He's special. If you have respect for him, it'll be the best sparring session you ever had. But if you don't, He'll knock you He'll out. He'll make an out. example out of you. That's right. Damn, that's some scary man right there. And he looks like nothing. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you look at him. He doesn't have the physical, but God damn, is he good? Oh, brilliant. The videos brilliant. he shows of him just breaking down techniques. The guy is a, is a master at what he does. Yep. And I've been very fortunate. I got to go see the uh, best of Siam, the first one that he ever threw with Sanchai on the card in Paris. Uh, and uh, I just loved it. And he invited me there and he treated uh, treated us like we were gold. It was wonderful. How do you, how much, how much power, how much people do you know that you're able to have Sanchai on just a fight in Paris? I mean, like, listen. The dude knows he's fought. You look at who the guy fought. God damn, this dude is a legend. He's, he's yeah. still, he's a living legend. Well, I mean, he, he carries himself with, uh, with some of the best of the best. I mean, I had a wonderful opportunity, Nico, to spend some time with Danny Bill. Yeah. And anybody who's, uh, sort of, uh, knows about 
phalangs that are in Muay Thai knows Danny Bill. And this guy was an absolute, just a genius in the ring. And uh, just watching him, watching his energy. I mean, yeah. he's just a wonderful guy. The calmest guy. You wouldn't even know he was in the room. Yeah. They and don't care. Wouldn't even know. I messed up on that one. I actually put the camera on the wrong place. So whoever's watching the video, you'll see how much of an idiot I am. That's what happens when you hurry everywhere. That's okay, man. Ah, you such, just flow, man. That's all that, that matters. But that's the beauty, I think, the beauty of podcasting is that you can do whatever it is that you do. You can. I took a pee break the other day. I'm like, okay, I got to. We've been two hours in. I'm like, I got to go. I don't have a choice. Yeah. So we were talking about uh, Starboski, how... Just that name. It is a badass name. Starboski. Skarboski. Yeah, it sounds like he's uh, he's a superhero of some type. And he is. Bro. <laughs> he is. Man. He's a superhero, man. He's a great, great. Uh, I don't know him personally. I, I've never met him. I just follow him on uh, social platforms. Yeah. The dude is a trained killer. Yeah, and you know, I had the pleasure of uh, of sparring with him and doing some work with him. And I don't oh, know if he'll ever tell you the story. That must be fun. I don't know if I'll ever tell you the story, but I'm not going to make it public. I'll let him. Yeah. I'll let him tell you the story about our uh, our clinch work together. Yeah. And he was, uh, needless to say, I was. It was probably one of my proudest moments. Oh, seriously? Was, uh, was uh, did you sweep work, him? Doing did some you work actually with, sweep him? <laughs> doing some work with uh, Skarbowski because he really is. He really is a, a, a genius. And of course, you know, I, uh, I, I've, I've learned some good stuff. I've had some good teachers along the way. And yeah. Almost two years living in Thailand, and uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a wonderful journey. How? But you met him through. Uh, at Awama, so like I met through Awama, we we sort of when when someone came in to do a seminar, yeah. the person who would bring him in would would sort of source him out to other schools. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to pay for the trip, type of deal, make it worth it for everybody. Make it worth it for everybody. So, so we did. So that's what we did. It's um, that's a guy I'd like to train with. I'd like to take a private with him, especially for his clinch work. Like to he, there's not a lot of masters in this game, and he definitely is one of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've been been very lucky even to do a couple of seminars with Sanchai. Yeah, off. And uh, so he's uh, he's another, of course, a legend. What do you he's think? A living do you, legend. Do you think he's still that good? Or he the, just won last week? Yeah, I know, but do you th- he's not. He, what weight is he fighting at? Like one forty-five ish, like around those weights. Yeah, I don't even know what the, what he's at to be yeah, honest. Yeah, now. I can't tell either. But do you think he's fight? Is he having fun fighting? Because he's not looking to get any titles. He's not. He's just having fun fighting. I think he's making good money, probably doing it too, because it's still Sanchai. But yeah, you know, the, the, there's an interesting politics around around the Thai guys and who goes and who doesn't go. Yeah, I mean, there was quite a story about Buakau and, yeah. and understanding whether or not how he ended up in the K1. I heard he, like because I don't think he's ever been a Lumpini champion. I don't think so either. Bukau's never been a Lumpini champion. Uh, but, you know, he ended up going to K1. Um, and, and, you know, there's so many rumors about how we got there. But yeah. he wasn't supposed to do very well at all. Yeah. And he ended up cleaning house. He, but he's, uh, I think his fight IQ is extremely high. I think he has a lot of good trainers around him. He's smart enough to surround him with great people. But I think he's he's smart. Even in there, you can tell. Like he looks like in his eyes, he's calculating all the time. Yeah. 
And he had some, he had some run-ins with, with bad people, his old trainer, yeah. the old camp, but Paul Pramuk, when he was there, uh, yeah. he, uh, he, I guess, had some sort of falling out with him and ended up, uh, with Banjamek and, uh, and of course he started that. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great things. I think that the interesting part about the Muay Thai world is, is that Muay Thai really has grown to countries outside of Thailand. Like I Canada. Mean, it's very well, good. Huh? Sure. Canada has a, a lot of great fighters, mm. lots of great fighters. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Dutch, of course, and the Australians and the, even the English. Crazy Australians. Gotta Crazy love John Wayne Parr. That dude to me, he's fucking hilarious. Does not take himself seriously. He's like 45 years old, still fucking fighting. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he actually was, uh, one that came to the school as well to do a seminar. Fuck. So. Is he a crazy person in real life? You know, it's interesting because he was a pretty subdued guy. He just kind of came in there, did his work and had a great time, always smiling. You can tell. That's, that's the key. He loves that's, it. He just loves it. And, mm. and I think that, I think that it's part and parcel with sort of what we were talking a little bit about before we, before we started the podcast about how, you know, for me, this is about learning from people, no matter what you're learning. Yeah. To learn from people who are truly, truly passionate about mm. what they're doing. So you can tell a guy like Skarboski, a guy like John Wayne Parr, yeah. a guy like Senchai. Um, these guys are, are just loving what they do. So, they love to fight, man. Yeah. They love it. They yeah. love it. It's part of who they are. It's part of who they are. It is hard, though, to find something that you're that passionate about. It is. I think for most people, I think it's a perfect segue considering what you're doing now. Yeah. I think that, I think that it's, it's about, there's, there's, a, there's a multitude of things. I think that when you're talking about success, there's a few things that you need yeah. to get out of your way of your own success. Mm -hmm. The first thing is you need clarity. Yeah. You need discipline. Yeah. And you need the will. Oh, fuck yeah. So there was an old, old ritual that I used to do when I was, when I was practicing in, in, a, in an esoteric school in Toronto. Yeah. That the ritual said, it is by will alone that I set my mind in motion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's the truth that it's your will. It's where do you have the will? Where are you putting your energy? And I think that it's not hard to find the passion. It's about being dedicated to really wanting to understand who your true self really is. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think that that's the philosophy that I've lived with my life. I mean, I tell this funny story, Nico, all the time about my, my Italian mom who yeah. uh, told her when I told her I was going to Thailand, she said, Oh my God, do you go to China? I go, no, mom, but it's close. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. Right. And of course she, she said to me when I got back and I started the gym, she said, why do you want to do this job? Yeah. Can't you just go get like a normal job like every other kid, like yeah. be an accountant or, a, you know, she said, you're a good talker. You should be a politician. Yeah. You know, but I said, no, mom, I said, I really, really love this. And it wasn't until she started coming to see the passion yep. that I had for this crazy thing called Muay Thai that comes from halfway across the world Yep. in a place where. When you think about street meat, you think about hot dogs and hamburgers. And there you go to Thailand and you have papaya salad. And yeah, they don't the live the same way as we no, do. That's for sure. Wonderful, you know. So there was a there's a there's a real love there. So I think that I think that the the the, the lesson to take from all of it is that there's 
there's a lot of a lot of knowledge in the silence. It's about being quiet. It's about being quiet. Somebody told me the other day, you have two ears but only one mouth. So, so maybe you, you should listen twice as much as you speak. That's right. And he told me that on a podcast and I'm like, motherfucker, you just tell me to shut up. Is that what I'm taking from this? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you know, so it's, it's, it's something, Nico, that I, I think that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we're talking about this, this time that we're living through. Yeah. A, a, truly a, a, a remarkable time on the planet. That's interesting. And, you know, I think that uh, there was a couple things that really, really spoke to me yeah. and it was about how what with all your listeners that are listening to this podcast yeah they have a choice to to do whatever it is they're going to do in 2020 yeah. and you're going to remember 2020 as the being the year of the pandemic or the year that you pivoted your life so that you can do what it is that comes from the heart and not from the mind uh It's funny enough you say that because the podcast is a brainchild that I've had during the pandemic. I don't know that if I would have had been traveling the way I was traveling before that I would have had the time to realize that I had too much time on my hands and try to find something else I could be that would bring joy to myself, but especially to others. And if So you're was, living proof. If it wasn't, I won't remember 2020 as pandemic. I'll remember 2020 as the time I started a podcast because to give me a year from now, I'll be living off of this. Yeah. And it's not confidence. It's a certainty. It's not, I will put the work, I'm putting the work as we speak. Mm. It's pivoting is an expression I absolutely love. I love the, the lean startup, yeah. the book where that originally came from, but yeah. the, Knowing how to pivot is probably the most important thing somebody can do or somebody can learn. Not only learning themselves, but learning once you've controlled, control is not a good word. Once you've took a hold of yourself as in this is what I am, this is what I can do to be better. The situations that you find yourself in to create that mindfulness to say, yes, I'm in this situation, pandemic times, for example. What are my choices? I can give up. I can complain or I can shut the fuck up. <laughs> look right. at what else I could do and yep. find new revenue stream, find new passions, find whatever makes you happy, what you're looking for. But those are your choices. And that choice belongs to you a hundred percent. And, and you know, Nico, it's kind of funny because I'm studying, I'm studying something called choice theory, which is a new psychology uh, that was devised by a guy named William Glasser. Okay. And the premise of choice theory is that you can only control your own behavior. You can't control anybody else's. That's true. And it's a very, very true thing. But, but we, there's still many of us, that many people that don't live that. They're mm -hmm. trying to control the outcomes of a situation. But what I loved most about it was that there's a dear friend of mine. His name is Francesco, who is uh, a, a, a very much a mentor to me. Okay. And he says, we, we should not be affected by external psychology. We are an internal control system. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we should work from the inside out, not from the outside in. So whatever happens outside of here, the challenge and the journey is to not let what it's what affect what's in here. If you look at uh, the logo of the podcast, it's a magic mushroom surrounded by a crescent moon. 
yeah, surrounded by a sun and surrounded by sun rays. Yeah. Only one person up to now out of uh, 1,200 people that's seen it, they got what I'm saying. But everything comes, everything comes from within. Everything should be lived from inside out, not outside in, exactly like you're saying. Yep. Everything should emanate from your core of your being and spread around you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a remarkable thing, and 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 you know, I, I, I there was a, a, another friend of mine who, when I was in class with, she said that <laughs> happiness is the ghetto joy, and okay. we joked about we joked about it because then we started to. I said, well. What do you mean by yeah. that? And well, she was quite, quite wonderful in explaining that happiness is a state of mind. 100%. So if you're at home, you're with the missus or you're with your girlfriend, you're getting a little loving and you feel great in the morning and then you go to your job and you get a speeding ticket on the way to work. Yeah. Then you go to work and you have a fight with your boss. Yeah. And then you go home and something happens and that all of a sudden, that happiness that you had is gone. Yep. But being in joy is a state of being. Mm-hmm. And so the objective here is to, whatever it is you do, find meaning at what you do and try to live in a state of joy in everything that you do. If the shit, if it goes to shit, be in joy. If you're having a tough day, breathe in, do the things, have some practices that help you get over that stress and be in joy. There's, uh, I read somewhere that a man asked God one day for patience. God told him that I cannot give you patience, but I can give you situations where you will be forced to be patient. It's, it's one of those things that you have to take it for what it is. People see a situation that is uncontrollable. Well, that they believe they can control, but they really cannot because they're it's an outside source that's provoking the situation. But they tend to forget that the only thing that they control is their reaction. Right. How they feel on the inside. That is 100% on you. Yeah, and it's it's sort of a part and parcel with what I talked about, a post that I put up. I wanted yeah. to – I had my first crack at, at doing a challenge on Facebook. Which was? Hashtag my why is me. Okay. Because I, I've, I've, you know, been part of, I'm part of daddy groups and, uh, I, you know, lots of, lots of, uh, friends on Facebook that are posting about, oh my God, I'm doing, you know, my why is my children. Here's the thing. Yeah. I have a two and a half year old. Yeah. And I'm a 45 year old man. I waited a long time to have a family. Yeah. It's but, okay though. But I tell you this. I love my son to pieces. Yeah. He is my absolute joy. He is the sunshine of my life. But there is this feeling about me that I feel like in order for me to be the best husband, father, um, uh, life coach, friend, whatever it is, I have to be the best version of myself. So I gave the example of, and, and I know that a lot of people are using this as sort of, it's a bit cliche now, but you go onto a plane. Yep. They tell you how to fasten your seatbelt. Mm -hmm. Then they tell you if the cabin pressure changes, this mask is going to come. And what do you do? Please put on your mask bef before your child or yeah. before you're an elderly. Mm -hmm. Why do they do that? It's very simple. How are you supposed to help anybody if you cannot help yourself? 
No further questions, your witness. Yeah, but right? So what about that philosophy? Can we use that philosophy in our own lives? No, because that makes you selfish. That's what people believe for right. some reason. And so they use the excuse of saying, well, I'm just too busy helping other people. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. <laughs> right? Self-gratification at that point. So what I say to them is, is, how about if you fixed what was in here? You'd be even better yeah, but than that- helping others. That's hard though, because most people don't want to admit to themselves that we're flawed. I'm a flawed human being. I am a fuck up. I've done a lot of mistakes in my life and I'll be the first to admit it. I will probably make a bunch more because I'm not perfect. But you know something though? I'll always, my number one thing is to strive to be better. I don't compare myself to other people. I compare myself to what I was yesterday and the day before and the day before that. Of course. You know why I do podcasts? Because you love it? Oh, but that's, fuck, I'd love, I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love for the day where I live off of it. But the reason I do it is to help men become better. If by the interactions that I have with guests, one out of every podcast listens to what you're saying today and say, you know what, he's right, I need to do something. That to me makes it worth it. It's wonderful because there, you know, to take a moment, Nico, just to kind of talk a little bit about what it is that's happened in, in, in my life in mm-hmm. terms of, in terms of what I'm doing now. So there's a gentleman, his name is Tuan Nguyen, who's a bit of a, I call him a local tech celebrity. We, we co-founded a, a, a an anonymous invite only space for men and it's called Dude Buddha. That's awesome. And, uh, so it's like a gentleman's club. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a platform that is, that is bound by five pillars. Okay. Uh, fatherhood, business, um, health and well, health, wellness and spirituality. Yeah. Um, health, wellness. Oh my God. You're getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's bound by five pillars. And basically what it is is a platform for people to, for men to come. And because it's anonymous and there's anonymity there, um, they come and they speak raw. Yeah, as they should. Raw as can be. Yeah. Because with every man who's willing to go on a public forum mm-hmm. and talk about their insecurities, there's thousands of men behind him that wouldn't. Yeah. So what we've done is we've created a space for them to come. And so coinciding with that is I've started a life coaching business. Yeah. And the business is called Decorous Life. Decorous is the Latin word for beautiful. And as you know, my last name is Bellissimo. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was just a, a play on words to say, what are we all after? It's about living a beautiful life. Yeah, whatever that means to you. So this is an interesting segue into, into that because a beautiful life to me is an understanding that if you get this physical body once, mm-hmm. Only one time yeah. that you don't subscribe to this idea of reincarnation, but you get this physical body once. Yep. I want to be, I want to A, make the most of it, but society is way too serious. We, we have become so serious that we don't have fun. So the metaphysicians say, this is supposed to be your vacation. If you are a spirit or, yep. and you have a spirit which is eternal, and the philosophy of, of, of mystery school traditions was you have never been born and therefore you can never die. Yeah. You should be having a vacation. This should be your vacation. Do you grow, do you 
stop playing because you grow old? Do you grow old because you stop playing? Right? I can guarantee you that I am still a man child. Listen, I watch a two and a half, watch a two and a half year old play. Yeah. They play with every ounce of passion and presence. Yeah. They haven't been jaded by life yet. Of course. Of course. They haven't realized that one of my favorite saying is life is sufferance. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because if there's one thing that is for sure, life is going to kick you in the balls. It will kick you, knee you, whatever you're into, but it will kick you or knee you in the balls. And as Muay Thai people, we knee. Yeah, we knee in the balls, yeah. <laughs> Not supposed to, but it happens in a clinch. Yeah. But life will knee you in the balls. Are you going to stay down or are you going to just suck it up and come back up? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's about that and it's about the perspective. It's about this perspective that you want to take. We know that we're going to go through trials and tribulations in mm -hmm. this life. Yeah. The question is, is that we have the control of how to react to these things. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter in what arena. So part of, part of my platform talks about creating, uh, um, you know, sort of a quote unquote vision board that brings some clarity to your life. Because here's the other thing. What's a vision board before you go over vision, explain to me what do you, what you mean by a that? A vision board is I take a piece of paper, I draw a circle, yep. and then I cut that pizza pie into eight pieces. Mm, I could go for a pizza right, right? now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. I'm hungry. <laughs> Any time is good for pizza. <laughs> Agreed. But you name each of these eight parts. They're the most important eight parts of your life. So things like family and community, spiritual development, uh, finances, career, health and wellness, um, uh, passions, social. And you start really putting some attention and awareness to what it is that you want from that particular compartment of your life. Mm. And you know, you'd be so surprised, Nico, how little, how much we can talk about the things we don't like. Yeah but how little we talk about the things that we desire most in life. It's like we're ashamed of it for some reason. Right. I don't know why. It's so true. You said the word. I don't know why people are ashamed to say that I want to be a dancer. Whatever the fuck comes up to your mind. Why are you... I want to I want to podcast stuff. I have zero experience in podcasts, but you know what I do? I have 10 years of sales. Right. Transferable skills. Course. But I'm not questioning. I don't care what people say. I don't. You lo you don't like it. Oh well, that's okay. Go whatever. Well, you don't have to listen. No, but if you like it, great. I'm happy. Those those are the people I'm looking for. But I think it's because we're ashamed. We we you know there's fuck another expression. We buy stuff we don't like to impress people. We buy stuff we don't need to impress people we don't even like. This well, is what we live by now. Well, I think the Dalai Lama said it best when he said that quote about how what surprised him most about man is we, uh, uh, what did he say? He said, we spend, uh, oh my God, I got to look it up. Yeah, Google it. It's, that's, it's, that's the I brilliant mean, thing about having a phone. I, I have to tell you that I, I, I usually have it on the tip of my tongue. Um, a Dalai Lama quote. Rearrange your microphone though. Because you're not talking. There you go. Sorry. Or rearrange yourself. Whatever. Either or. Either or <laughs> works. Quotes. It's it's worth it. It's worth looking up because it's that good, and uh, and it's it's one that I think uh, will resonate through all through all the ages. So the Dalai Lama, when asked what surprised him most about man, mm. answered, 
uh, or answered man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Mm-hmm. Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he's never going to die. And then he dies never having really lived. So I've heard this one before. It is, um, it's another, it's worth breaking down because if you, if you actually listen to what he's saying, basically what he says is that we're so preoccupied by a moment we're not in that we forget to live in the moment that we are in. Well, let's, let's investigate the word present for a moment. Yeah. So this was told to me many, many years ago. When you go to somebody's birthday, Nico, what yeah. do you bring them? A gift. A, or a present. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, okay. A present, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it ironic that pres- the present happens to also mean the here and the now? Yeah. So some might argue that the gift from whatever you call God yeah. is a present, is the present. And that's the gift that he gives to you. You know what? I can agree to that. Never heard that one before, but it makes a lot of sense. So how do we do that? Well, the truth is, is, is that I have a wonderful expression that I've used for many years that if you get out of, if spirit is there yeah. and your heart is here, yeah. this is in the way. Yeah, your head. So basically he pointed at his ceiling, which is a nice tiled ceiling. He <laughs> pointed at the floor. Uh, he pointed his at his heart, heart and yeah. then... Guess what? If you know about physiology a bit, your head is in between. That's right. So your mind is in the way of your heart. And if you listen to your heart, if you quiet your mind mm. and you have the ability and you, you discern what's heart and what's mind, you will start to see that your heart will never steer you in the wrong direction. So when I look at a guy like you who said, you know what, I'm not going to let this pandemic be the end of me or the the thing. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do something. And you know what I'm going to do? I've got this sales experience. I've got this wonderful gift of being able to really, um, really meld, uh, mold well with people. I have a yep. great connection. I've got great interpersonal skills. Yep. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to fucking talk to them. And look at you, man. And it's a shame that, and, and you know what? The worst part is that people are telling me, oh, you're doing a great this, you're doing a great job. They're sending me, like I was telling you yesterday, I'm getting messages from people I haven't spoken about in years. But in my head, I'm just doing me. I'm literally, I had an idea. I have no, I don't question my ideas. If it makes sense, I'm fucking doing it. That's it. And blinders on, I, I, uh, Somebody was it you that asked me? You know, I don't I don't know who asked me what oh no, so I'm hiring a marketing company. I've hired a marketing company because I'm a one man operation. So I'm putting in more than a hundred hours a week between my real job and what I my passion will become. And so I'm like, okay, I, I gotta get I can grow this organically or I can just take it a money that you know what I started doing instead of investing my money into the market like I used to do, I'm start. I stopped investing it there, and I turned it towards me. Oh, so you mean you invested in yourself? Yeah, because that pays the best dividends. That, and that's my point. And it just happens that's oh. those funds are going to be funneled through a marketing company so that I can just create content. 
They can tell me what type of content they will. I will never give away what I want to talk about. But if they can tell me, well, have you tried filming it this way instead? Or have you tried this? And man, I had a conversation with him earlier. And it's very interesting to have somebody question you why you're doing something. Why are you doing the podcast? So I start going all over why I'm doing a podcast because I want to help men, especially between 18 to 45 or to 35. I want to help them better. I want to be, I want them to be better. I want them to know that it's okay to be a man. It's okay that people will think you're toxic because you have a lot of energy. Fuck those people. Don't worry about what they tell you. Right. Do you just do what you feel is right. And if it is to be a fucking firefighter when you're 42 years old, do you? Do you, man? Do not live your life by other people's approval. I've reinvented myself twice now in my life. This is the third time I'm going to reinvent myself. And I hope to be doing that for the rest of my life. And I can almost guarantee you, Nico, that you will. Oh, it's a guarantee. The only time I'm not going to do it is because I'll die. Right. That's the only thing that's going to ever come into my way. That's right. And but so how that's do you it. teach that to someone? That's something that I struggle with because I don't question it. It is the way I am, but I've put a lot of time on investigating who that asshole is. That is me. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting part is that you said it. Because I'm a, that I'm an asshole. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you spent time on trying to figure out who the asshole was. Yeah. I try. This is the point. The point is, is, is that we are, so there's a wonderful story. I'm sure if you heard this before. So there's the story about the professor that brings a mason jar into the classroom and he fills it with golf balls. I don't know that story. Okay. So I'll tell you. <laughs> if, you if you don't know it, I'll tell you that. A professor goes into a class. He fills a jar full of, uh, full of, uh, golf ball, uh, golf balls. And he says to his class, class is the, is the golf ball, is the jar full? And the class goes, yes, professor, it's full. Mm. So then he takes some marbles and he fills it. He says, yeah. now is it full? And the class reluctantly says, yes, professor, now it's false. And then sand. He, sand. And then he does with water. And, and he says, so what's the moral of the story? He says, the moral of the story is those golf balls represent the important things in your life. Mm-hmm. And the marbles and the sand and the water represent all the things that distract you from the things that are important. So yep. the reason why I did my my framework was like this is, is because the first thing that we need in order to succeed is clarity. Yeah. Without it, you have nothing. The metaphysicians would say, how is the universe going to help you if you don't even know what you want yourself? It's a great question. That's a hard thing, though, I, I believe for most people. And if tomorrow, Nico, you come to my house tomorrow and I write you a check for $10 billion. Yep. After all the parting, what is it that you would do? When someone comes to that answer... That's probably what they should be doing. I'm doing it right now. Exactly my point. I'd keep a portion of it to continue doing what it is, not have to worry about marketing and all that stuff. Right. And I'd give the rest away. Well, yeah, you 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 do your philanthropy and you do yeah. other things. But at the end of the day, the, the, the question is about really starting to understand if you're not motivated by money mm-hmm. and you're motivated by your heart, yeah. by what's in your heart, that's probably what you should be doing. Because I'll tell you something. I found an interesting, uh, in a class that I took, somebody asked me once, what is money? 
And everybody who was in the class said, well, it's a way to buy things. It's a this. Those who were a little bit more awakened said it's an energy exchange. But you know what the answer was? It's an amplifier of one's personality. I can believe that. Because what you do with a million dollars and what the next person's going to do with a million dollars is two different things. So that's all money really is, is an amplifier of one's personality. Not only that, but I think it exposes who you really are. Right. You know, they say most rich people are very eccentric. I don't know. They're not eccentric. They're they're just themselves. Because they have the money to do whatever the fuck they feel hey, well, like that's doing. That's right. That's right. And it's not wrong to be rich. You know, it's funny. Because oh, okay. Fuck, don't get me started one, on that one. One of the fuck. things, one of the things, Nico, that oh. we talked about was everybody would go back to the Bible and talk a little bit about how um, the Bible says uh, money is the root of all evil. Uh, actually, yeah. that's not the quote. No. The quote is the love for money. Yes. Is the root of all evil. But again, it ties up with you will not to worship another idol. Not to worship an idol. And what do you think money is? Right. I love when people tell me they're atheists. I'm like, there's no such thing as being an atheist. It's just what you call God doesn't come from the Bible. You pray to it while opening up your wallet. That's right. That's right. But there's no such thing as being an atheist. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm an atheist. No, you're not. You're an asshole. You just <laughs> yeah. don't know what the fuck you like. I'll tell you this, man. I just, I just, uh, my purpose, and, and if somebody asked me, yeah. why is it that I decided to become a life coach? Mm-hmm. Is this because I've been through enough shit myself yeah. that my passion is helping people become the grandest versions of themselves so that they can be pillars pillars of support for the communities that they're part of the strong the you know the the expression that the strong the the weakest link in a team is always where the problematic is going to be right that's not the quote i'm i'm messing it up but it's really always happens to be the weak link that's going to break the whole thing and how do you, how do you actually, as a coach, how would you, cause I've done a few life coach, uh, certifications. I've done NLP certifications cause I work in sales. So I see the importance of neuro-linguistic the, programming. Yes. I know how I understand how to read people, how to see how their interactions are, are intuitions are not necessarily something that they understand that they're doing. They're just doing something because let's say they're comfortable in the situation. Mm. Like the way you're sitting right now. That's another thing that's beautiful. Once you understand that people respond, if you're a comfortable person, I'm very comfortable, I'm lean back. You tend to lean back too. If somebody's comfortable with you, they will mimic what you're doing without even realizing that they're doing 100%. it. But that's NLP. Create in somebody else. I can sit in front of you and lean forward, tell you a story. I will know right away if you lean forward. Uh, he's interested in my story. If he leans back, it's it's an interesting thing when you. Yep. But how do you? So as a life coach, how do you get a? How do you call them a client? A, a client, yeah. Yeah. So how do you take a client that is ashamed of what his goal is? Because I think that's the reality for a lot of people that they're ashamed of what they'd like to be. And how do you build that confidence into someone to say, you know what, I will have to cut people off of my life in my life that because we agree that there's only two type of people that you're surrounded by people that bring you up, people that bring you down. There's nothing in between. And unfortunately, it's not 50 50. It's probably five 
2% of people around you bring you up and the rest try to drag you down. And the most difficult part to really, really understand that is that family is usually one of the toughest because they'll try to hold you back. You know what my mother told me when I started this? It might not work. I'm like, mom, stop. I don't need this from you. Right? No, but you continue. Talk, talk to me that way long enough. I'll stop talking to you. I, I don't care who you are. I have three friends, three people in my life. One's in Ottawa, two is in Ottawa, one's in Montreal. Yeah. So on a day-to-day base, I don't need that negativity in my life. Well, we said, we said just before the podcast that you are the company you keep. A hundred percent. So I keep very good company. <laughs> well, you have to, but how do you explain that to someone that is surrounded by the wrong type of people? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think that it's a it's um it, it, it's a very in depth question to yeah. be honest with you, because I think that the first thing we need to understand is there's family patterns, there's culture, um, so there's there's understanding about their own their own uh, um, uh, how they grew up, their yeah. childhood, yeah. and then understanding about you know what's happening in their life at the time. But but it's a it's a it's an in depth question because the first thing that we have to believe in ourselves is we are worth it. Oof. You yeah. have to believe you're worth it. Oof. That must be, there's, yeah, that's unfortunate that that's even a question. I know. Wow. But, but that's the truth. Oof. And I mean, you know, listen, this is a major topic, bro. Like you're talking about shit like, you know, what is government? And, you know, we were told that the government is actually made up of two words, govern and meant. Yeah. Meant meaning the mind. Yeah. To govern the mind. To con- So there's lots of all these, you know, what do you call them? Conspiracy theories. But the truth is, bros, is that, you know, these, we, we talked a lot in, in, in metaphysics about all of these systems, the pharmaceutical system, the media system, and everything that surrounds us. And who's in charge of these systems? Mm-hmm. And what do they want from society? I mean, there's a conspiracy theory that says uh, it wasn't the bat in Wuhan, China that started uh, the pandemic or started the COVID-19, yeah. that it was injected into the society so that yeah. there could be population control mm-hmm. and there's a reset on the economy. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. You know which ones I listen to? The ones that say, this is Mother Earth sending us back to our room for how badly we treated her. And it's possible that that's exactly what it is. The interesting part about what you said, though, I do not have any proof that it came from a lab in China and that was released in the population. But one thing that I can guarantee you is that people are taking advantage of it. Right. However, I, I'll never be able to prove and my beliefs are, are irrelevant because they're not fact. Right. But look around you. People are taking advantage of the fact that we are docile as a society. 100%. If this is a test, we are fucking failing. Or we're exactly where if there's such a thing as people controlling people, which we all know that there is people, money is never enough. You have controlling people's life is probably way more interesting than being rich. It's, uh, it's hard to argue that people are not taking advantage of the pandemic and us as a society are being soft and letting it happen instead of. You know, there's another expression that says that the government should be scared of the people. The people should never be scared of their government. 
Well, there was an interesting thing that happened years ago, but in Iceland, yeah. that the people didn't the like. Bank, with the bankers. The yeah. people didn't like the, the people that were running yeah. the business. They stormed the yeah. thing and they said, no, we don't like you. Get out. Yeah. You work for us. We don't work for you. And that's one thing that we tend to, I think it's it, it shows a way bigger societal problems where we're replacing our parents with the parents of governments. So when you ask me the question, how do you do it? Yeah. It starts with your heart. It starts with one person. It starts with a guy named Nico yeah. who decided that he's going to do a podcast because his passion is to bring information. Yeah. Because that's all we can do. Yeah. Choice theory says I can only provide you information. Whatever Can't you make do, you listen. Whatever you do with it is up to you. Mm-hmm. But it's t- it's providing them a platform where they can get information that you never know. Maybe it, maybe it, 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 it it's a, there's an old axiom that says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I believe, I strongly, strongly, strongly believe that. And so look at where we are, you know, like maybe this, maybe something that you said or something that one of your guests has said on a podcast that's going to really touch somebody's heart. But the truth of the matter is, is how do you get around all of this stuff? Love and self-worth. Yeah, that's very important. The love for self. It is not selfish to do things that are come from your heart. It's not selfish to go after what you love. It's not selfish. I had somebody tell me yesterday that a guy that I used to work with tells me that my... How did he phrase it? He said something along the lines that my happiness is contagious. Yeah, you were telling me that today. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that people realize when they, when people tell me those things, like if somebody touches my heart, I really, really have to ponder it. I will spend a lot of time afterwards just, why did he say that? What did I do? Like, why with, because it's a beautiful thing to be able to have somebody be not, um, direct enough or take the time of day to actually come up to you and say this is how you make me feel for no reason i hadn't spoke speaking to this guy for like six months somehow just do just have to let you know that your happiness is contagious and i'm like it is i don't i didn't even realize that it was i was on display showing happiness i'm just being myself and it just turns out that doing what we're doing right now makes me happy and makes others happy that's what it seems like i didn't realize it isn't that wonderful? So that's beautiful how, thing. That's how you know. They said to you, "How do you know you're doing what you love?" Yeah. And the answer is it is in the fruits. Yeah, I agree. Is in the fruits. But it's uh, I've put a lot of thought into it because I've been getting those messages and those texts and those messengers, and I don't know how to take it. I don't know what it means because I'm not doing it to please people. I'm doing it to. I just happen to speak to people I want to speak to and shove a microphone in their face. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing. It's yeah. it, and and doing a good job at it. Clearly, it seems like yeah. it is seems like, but it's I'm so detached from because I'm not in your house when you're listening to it. I'm not at the gym. I'm not in your head when you're listening to it. So I don't know the impact, and most people don't talk about it. You know, I, I used to work in uh, as technical support and we had a joke going on that there's never a customer that's going to call you to tell you you're doing a great job. 
if you're not hearing from those people, it's because you're doing a great job. Because right. like you were saying earlier, people tend to complain, tend to, you'll know what people don't like, but it's hard to know what people like. Right. That's, that's unfortunate. So what with. about if we can have a shift? What about if there's a consciousness shift, a level of consciousness shift where we really start working on the things that we love because we understand that love, because the, 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 the metaphysics that was taught to me, the metaphysicians that, that I studied under always talked about that there's only two things in this. There's a polarity with everything in this world. Yeah. There's up, there's down, there's hot, there's cold. Yeah. So this, this universe, yeah. this planet is based on a polarity. So we really have only two choices. The, the, every decision that we make is based on one of two things, love or fear. That's it. Yeah, that's duality. The duality. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yin and yang is clash. As as cheesy as it is, it is right. a representation of what this universe is about. This polarity. How do you? So how do you think somebody? What's your? Let's say I walk into your office and I want to have coaching because whatever reason I'm I'm probably not happy in my life. What's the first thing that you ask them? What is the, how do you extract information as to why that person is not happy? It's an interesting question. You know what I actually do the first thing? I tell them to go to my website, decorouslife.com. Yeah. And I tell them to put their name and email and address because if you put it in the email capture box, you receive a morning routine. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I did. There's a, a new client of mine that I have now. And in my first conversation with him, I didn't talk about money at all. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say, well, you know, sir, this is how much I charge. And, yeah. um, you know, it's this much uh, monthly. No. You know what I said? I said, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to the website and I want you to do the morning routine for seven days straight. I'll call you next week. Yeah. So he said, really? And I said, yeah. Because you know what it's going to show me too? How dedicated are you are to yourself? Yep. And you know what he said to me? Spoken like a true sensei. Spoken yeah. like a true crew, you know? But it's true. Listen, if you talk to those that are in martial arts, what do they tell you, Nico? That in martial arts, the experience can be the best if depending on what it is that you put into it. Mm -hmm. So that goes with everything in life. Taught me everything. Everything. I Again, I was talking about that with Crew Jeff earlier, and it is interesting how, to me, life is fighting. And unless you know how to fight, you know nothing about life. Right? So somebody said to me, don't you understand, Mel? Don't you understand, crew? Mel, you're a crew. You're a master in martial arts. How many life coaches are masters in martial arts? Yeah. I don't know any. Yeah. Not personally. Yeah. So what's the dynamic I bring? The dynamic I bring, Nico, is that first of all, when you ask the question, how do I extrapolate all this information from the person is I get them to do action. Hmm. So there's three things that I get them to do. Half an hour of sweating every day, 15 minutes of journaling, journaling and reading, and 15 minutes of what I call meditation or reflection. So one hour of day of dedicated to yourself. So half an hour of sweating. So that could, the five minutes you spend with your wife would count as that. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just fucking with people, but that, 
but that's uh, cardiovascular exercise. Yeah, physical activity. Uh, you said fifteen minutes of reading. That's a lot. Journaling and oh man, journaling and reading. It's fifteen minutes. Oh, that's nothing. It's nothing. And then fifteen minutes of reflection or, or meditation. meditation. That's yeah. That's very simple to start. Because with. I subscribe to the philosophy that we are a three-part being. We are a body. We are a mind. And we are a spirit. Mm. And in order to be balanced, balance is the key. We have to exercise all three points of the triangle of body, mind, and spirit. So what is the spirit? I think the body and mind, my body is sitting in a chair right now playing with a really messed up screwdriver. And I don't know why the hell I'm playing with it. My mind is speaking to you right now. And what is my spirit in this in this whole thing? I would say that your spirit is your passion for doing what you're doing, which is brought you to what brought you to the chair. Mm. So my subconscious, my subconscious, sorry, the subconscious and the conscious. No, I think that what it is, is that we want to use our conscious. We want to live in our conscious mind, mm. but a lot of our programming is in the subconscious. Mind. Yeah. The NLP will teach you that. Right. How to reprogram your unconscious right. to make it conscience. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I find it quite interesting. Like the life coach thing to me is a very interesting thing because it's something that I was looking into. I've done a couple of sort of certifications on it and it's not for me. It's not something I want to do, but it brought me a lot of understanding about myself. It, I like to coach Muay Thai, but I don't like to charge people for it. I really like to do it just out of sheer passion. Yeah. So hopefully one day I get to use uh, a podcast platform to make enough money so that I can teach half time just to troubled youth and of course have money to buy the gear that they need because they might be not able to afford it but it's easy for me to say because I've been in there for so long that I know what I want but how does somebody how does one find life purpose it takes work I would say that the, 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 the way to the true self, the analogy that has been given to me time and time again is that our, there's a difference between individuality and personality. Personality is what we present to the world. Mm -hmm. The individuality is the gifts that we've given from whatever you call God. Yeah. Okay. So I think that our objective, our journey is to only do one thing. A wonderful book, Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God, talks in, and the representation of God in the book talks about how we're actually not here to learn anything. We're just here to remember who we are. That's it. That's interesting. We're just here to remember who we are. Hmm. To remember the true self, to peel back the layers of the onion so that we can get to the center, to the truth of who we are who crew Mel and who crew Nico really is. Have you ever read on alchemy? Of course, because that's that's basically what it says. Like if you forget the gold part and realize that you are the piece of gold, that you're the transformation. Yeah. You're the transformation that needs to happen. Yeah. Of course, alchemy is very misunderstood. Of course, and in the world of metaphysics, it's it's all part of it. Well, anything that's esoteric. That's right. Alchemy plays a massive role at the center of it. So the question is, is how can we transform ourselves? Well, we have to do a few things. We have to be quiet. 
because there's knowledge in the silence. Mm. We have to exercise the body yeah. because we're given this body to rent. We rent this body for 80, 90 years. So we have to keep it going. We have to keep it moving. And we have to exercise the mind. So we fill it with things that are going to be positive. I mean, the law of attraction, oh, what all these other things are putting out, all these people are all taking the same thing. Listen, I didn't come up with any of this shit. No, it's been going on for thousands of years. It's been going on for thousands of years. Mm. So the truth is, is that what I hope is that the people that hear this podcast, the people that I talk to, the videos that I put out, the content that I'm putting out will resonate with somebody and say, you know what? I really resonate with what he had to say. Mm. So you know what? I want him as a life coach. Yeah. What does a life coach do? He collaborates with you so that you can start living the life that you actually really want to live and not the job. And I'll, I want to, I want to tell you this because this is something that really touches my heart a lot, uh, Nico. And it's about what it's like to live in a big city. Oh boy. What I found was is that because I moved from Toronto to Ottawa. Yeah, because I was going to say Ottawa is not a big city. Right. (laughs) But I have to tell you that it's the most amazing thing that I I had uh, an experience with after selling the school. And all I can tell you is, is that I reached out to people, many people afterwards when I, when I sold the school because I wanted to, I needed help. I didn't have a job anymore. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? Right. And I just, came to this understanding that I had a lot of resentment towards even the community that I was that I was part of mm. and that I had created for that matter. And it's taken me years to understand that it's not their fault. You know what it is? Everybody is live, spending 100% of their energy in just surviving. They don't have the energy to do anything else. If you're paying... $2,500 for a one-bedroom apartment yeah. and you make $3,000 a month, Yeah. then you got to get a part-time job so that you can have money so that you can go to the bar on the weekends. Mm. And then you got to work out. Then you got to have a bit of a social life. Where's your time? There is no time. We are spending too much time surviving. And I want to be an advocate that says, that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love this journey. Go and love life. That's what we should do. It's, um, It's hard to explain to somebody that's not ready to listen. I think it's a waste of your breath, unfortunately. But the... I've realized since I've lived in, because I've been living at the cottage since March now. I've lived in, over the past 10 years, I've lived in Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. I don't know how I'm going to go back to living in the city now. I get to open my door, let the dog out. I have acres of land there. My neighbors know my dog. I literally open my door. Sometimes I just kick her out because she needs to go and I don't feel like going. And I'll take her five minutes to come back when I call her. And I know she'll be back. Whatever. She's fucking around somewhere. Yeah. How the hell do you go from that to... You should see some of the pictures that I took. Like, I post on my Instagram some of the pictures and people are like, oh, man, so beautiful. Where are you? I'm like, I literally am standing in my living room. I opened my patio door because I didn't feel like cleaning it. And I took a picture. (laughs) This is the view that I... I saw it. 
but this how do you go i don't you, do you know a guy named uh, randall colson he's been a guest on joe rogan a few times he's the equivalent of a geologist mm-hmm. and he's a big fan of magic mushrooms he's a fan of living in nature he's he spent a lot of years just living in a tent walking around in the pacific northwest in the u.s to just look at the land and evaluate the floods that happen either way the the point that he makes one day is um he thinks he believes that one of the biggest problems with our society is the fact that most people feel alone they feel like they're only they're the only person alive at that given moment and the reason why people live uh think that they're alone is because they've lost touch with the stars if you're in the city there's so much light pollution that you get out and you never see the stars there's people that live their life now without ever experiencing what it is to sit back look up and look from my backyard actually my front deck wherever the fuck i feel like going outside of my house i can see the stars i can see constellations i can see infinity by raising my head how can you ever feel alone when there's billions of world above yourself? And you know, in this book that I mentioned, yeah. uh, Neil Donald Walsh's Conversation with God, yeah. the representation of God says that we actually weren't designed to live in major cities. That wasn't the point. Mm. That it's the natives that actually have it right. And I would agree with them. The young people have the babies, the elders grow them. Because how are you going to take care of a baby? You, you're a baby yourself. Yep. So you have to get the elders. The community raises the baby. I was just listening to this this morning. Yeah. And I think that I think that Nico, the, the 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 truth of the matter is is that there is a shift happening. There is a there is a consciousness shift happening. I think the world is changing. Uh, the metaphysicians say we're going from a third dimensional level of consciousness to a fourth uh, dimension level of consciousness, and and I think it's true. Uh, they've given many examples. One of them was about yoga studios and why is it that if you were practicing yoga in the eighties, um, people would think you were from outer space. Yeah. Fast forward forty years and there's a yoga studio in you know beside every Tim Hortons. Yeah. Because there's not because it's popular. But because there's a level of consciousness shift happening that we are getting, we want to get connected with the stars. Mm. I know just this morning, the, the, the guy who owns this space talked about how he goes outside barefoot. To touch the earth. To, in the middle of the winter. But that's okay. It's okay. It's, um, my dog is still a puppy. She's, she's not even one years old yet. She is reminding me of what it is to just play outside. Because of her right now, I'm forced to go outside with her. But because I'm not in a city, she's never on a leash. So we get to just go out and just play. Yeah. In it, the present. Yep. There's a great meme I've seen on Facebook. It was of a guy and a dog sitting on a cliff. And there's, it's a drawing. There's a bubble, like there's bubble and like a thought bubble on top of it. And then the caption, so the guy has a bunch of things like he has his car, he has money. You can see he has a representation of his wife. His, he has, his mind is filled with everything. The caption says, why are dogs so happy? You look at the thought of the dog, it's a picture of the picture. 
It's literally they're just living right now, enjoying whatever is going on in their lives. It's it's so true, and and I hope that you know while while you're while you're in your journey of of being a a host of a podcast, yep. is to 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 provide people with a platform that gives them the opportunity to get some of this information from mm. yourself and from your guests. I hope that in my journey. What I can do is motivate and inspire people to be the best versions of themselves because if they understand what it means to be their true self, they will become better fathers, better husbands, better people, better employers, better employees. That's the truth. And 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 when all of it's said, said and done, Nico, I just hope that, that decorous life becomes a part of people's lives where they can, you know, come to me and collaborate with me so that they really can start truly living a beautiful life. Mm. The um, It's been an hour. I, I like to finish every podcast the same way, especially with someone I've never spoken to before. If you had a chance to speak to your 14-year-old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell that kid? interesting question i would i would probably i would probably say the same thing that i've said tonight and that's just live a life with your heart lead with your heart that's what i would have said lead with your heart and don't worry about what anybody else has to say yeah lead with your heart you know what was stopping it right there i love it it's been a pleasure man thanks for uh thanks for receiving me or thanks for your voice thanks for your message Thank you for doing what you're doing, man. I can't, uh, I can't tell you enough that uh, I know that you're going to be a great success. And uh, I think that uh, you've done this at a time where you did exactly what we talked about in the podcast. Mm. You said, you know what? I'm going to take my God-given talents and I'm going to use them for the purpose of good. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Much love to you, brother. Yeah. Sorry, cap. Sorry, cap. <laughs> But, oh.